0: This is Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel.
1: Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about digital branding. Here to speak with me about the topic is Halle Tollefson. He is the CEO at... Ueno, I'm an agency that creates brands, products and experiences and uses strategy, design and content as well as technology to do it. Hallet, welcome to the Performance World Podcast. Thank you so much, Stefan. Great to meet you. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to start off with telling our listeners a little bit more about yourselves. Can you can you let us know, you know, how did you start your career? How and, and what exactly does your company do?
0: Yeah, quickly on the on the career. I, I I grew up in Iceland, so and I wasn't really interested in design or branding for for a very long time. I, I went to school to study philosophy and then finance. And while I was in school, I started to to play around with uh, design and and sort of slowly grow into taking that on as a career. Uh, but for the the work that we do here at Winnow, um, we work with a lot of um, com- uh, companies mostly they are in the, the tech space, but we also have a lot of clients in, in, in finance and media and uh, a few other industries. Um, and what we primarily work on with them is digital experiences and and branding. So this could be anything from a, a standard marketing website to which is uh, to product design, meaning. Apps um, and those types of things, and then we um, we make sure that everything we do has a very strong through line of uh, of brand. What is branding, in your words? Uh, I think we uh, you know if you ask um, sort of the regular person if they if they have an answer they will probably say something like it's a logo. You know they may even think if they're um, uh, you know they may they may say things like it's a logo. It's uh, the colors. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll say something like "icons." Probably not. But branding is uh, ultimately, or brand is how you feel about a, a certain company or a certain certain product. And if you think about it through that lens, then everything that the company does uh, influences their branding because everything that the company does influences how people feel about them. So. Good branding comes through in every single touch point that you have with a company, whether it's their marketing campaign, which is sort of maybe the more traditional part, but also it's the the customer experience of of using your product or it's when you have to reach the company and who answers the phone and how do they answer the phone? and how do they how do they help you uh, solve your problems? So I think those are all sort of under the umbrella of branding. Um, and so it's a very big question. And yeah. It's a very uh, it's a very broad topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think in general, based on what you said, it's like literally everything that surrounds a company, right? Um, as you mentioned, from from the receptionist that answers the way how they answer, how you know what your tagline is, logo, uh, color codes, etc. I mean, it goes on and on and on. At the end of the day,
0: yes, and it's uh, what it should be is sort of the uh, a, a fairly honest representation of. Who you are um, as a business, and how and and why you do the things that you do.
1: Yeah, and obviously, bec- the reason why you create a brand is, is because, as you said, you want to create emotions with someone. I mean, the reason why people buy certain products, you know, obviously, is because the product might be good, but they might also like what a brand stands for, what their aim is to achieve with their brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, are there certain elements that? Guarantee successful branding.
0: I, I think again, going back to what I said before, I think it's if it's very hard to fake um, a brand. It's very hard for a group of people, because you know what a company ultimately is, to all share uh, the same fake idea of what it is that they do and why they do it. And so, at the core, the most successful brands have something that unites the company. And then the brand is just the external expression of that. Without that sort of core, without something that unites why people show up to work every day, then a a brand is just a veneer and it will slowly get unraveled.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's wrong to say that probably for, for smaller companies that they might not spend enough time or a lot of time thinking about their brand, they're just founding a business and then the brand develops on the way?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think I mean, for what it's worth, there's a lot of companies that are despite full uh, sorry are, are successful despite their brand and have been for the lack of effort that they put into their brand. So there's you know there's a, a number of companies that have succeeded with without a very strong brand. but I do think that in the long term, that becomes very, very hard to maintain. Yeah, um, and there is there will be there will be someone one of your competitors will come into your space and overtake you if if they have a stronger brand. Um, but yeah, and in the beginning, it's very natural for for founders and and founding teams to really focus on you know finding the project uh, product market fit before they start to focus on the brand. And uh, I think in many ways that's totally natural because it takes a while to really understand. What your brand should be, again, going back to that sort of the idea of what it is that you really do and why do you do it, that takes often a long time for people to be able to even articulate, let alone visualize or or put into action. Yeah.
1: The reason why I ask that is obviously, I believe that your branding is never set in stone, right? You, you, You should always... Air quotes. Work on your brand. Fine tune your brand. Adjust your brand depending on market situation or or other outside factors potentially.
0: Yes and no. I think the um, the strongest brands uh, obviously adapt, but they don't really change because what the brand is 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 that visualization or articulation of why they do the things that they do. And most strong brands have. A very core human need that they're trying to solve for, mm-hmm. and once they find that and that those obviously things change, markets change, but human needs don't really change. So if 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 the company just keeps evolving and serving for that human need, then um, yes, in some ways the, the brand will get updated; it will you know go through a few changes, but it the core of it won't really change. Mm-hmm. The why the why of it won't change. Yeah.
1: You know, when when people start their business, as we said a second ago, and they don't really spend the time in, in defining their brand, but at some point they're like, you know, what we really need to work on that. Are there specific steps they should go through in order to to start outlining their brand, how they want people to think about them, what they want to be seen as?
0: Uh, I don't, uh, I don't think there's a, a specific path towards this, but. Very often, people come to agencies like us, and they, what they and they ask for, let's say, a rebranding or a branding process. And what they are envisioning is a new logo or uh, a new color palette, and you know, uh, sort of a new design. And we always have to take them through the process of. Before we get to that, we do have to understand you as a business and as people. And if you're not able to articulate very clearly what it is that you do and why you do it, that has to become the first part of the journey. And for a lot of uh, companies, especially if they wait too long uh, and have grown too much without this, this can become a, a very introspective and sometimes painful journey where people realize that they're not all in it for the same reasons. And that becomes. Something that has to get unravelled and 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 packaged up in a way that that makes sense for the company, while still not um, just making it so diluted that that it doesn't mean anything. So it's uh, the first thing that I would always ask is you know again what is it that you do and why do you do it? From there, you can start to identify all sorts of things like what is your mission, what is, what is your vision. Uh, what are the core values that your company operates under. And once you have that, you can start to discuss uh, and find ways to visualize this and put it into some sort of a packet that can be expressed outside of the company and inside the company.
1: Yeah. Obviously, today we want to talk about specifically digital branding. Halim, what is the difference between digital branding and branding in general?
0: Is there one? Um, uh, I well, I think uh, at the core, no. I think there's they're ultimately uh, again the same because you know it's it's really trying to solve the same types of problems, but in a new type of of medium. the The difference, though, um, often becomes that scale is very different. So, you if you go back pre-internet. Um, uh, you could reach obviously a lot of people um, through things like um, uh, like TV, but when you have products, let's say like Facebook or or um, Twitter, or TikTok, these social products, or or other products that are used by often hundreds of millions of people every day, the way um, to do branding becomes. Very, very different, uh, and on top of that, most of these things are are very tactically tactically driven. So you use apps to try and, and perform a specific thing. You you want to be entertained. You want to um, you know pay your bills. You want to talk to someone. There's there's this very tactical layer that uh, most products are built on and with that a lot of the emotional aspects of branding and in general just human connection gets very stripped out so you may have a product that's functional and that people are able to use uh, to achieve the tasks that they want to achieve but it might still be completely devoid of any kind of emotional connection which ultimately is gonna leave your users Feeling like they're not really connected to anything. not They're not connected to you as a brand, they're not connected to the world around them. And um, honestly, I think that's been happening over the last 10, 15 years. People have used these products that are purely functional, but they don't really help them feel like they belong or feel like they have uh, a place in the world, and they don't feel like they're connected to these brands. Um, in any way, or, you know, connected to much of anything. Mm-hmm. So all of this means that because of the scale and because of the way that these products have been built, um, there is a huge need to, to build uh, much stronger branding uh, into these products. And I use branding in this case, in this, in this sense, as some kind of an emotional layer on top of the functional layer um, of your product.
1: So so what I heard, there's not really a need to take your offline brand, you know, if, if you were, come from an offline world and, and adjust it to the digital world in order to continue
0: or to have success. Again, yes and no. I think you have to take the core of whatever your brand was in the, in the physical world and you have to figure out a way uh, to, to transform that into the digital world. Or if you were always a digital company, you have to still really think about building these products so that they are, from the get-go, um, that they have this, this strong layer of branding. Because um, same as I mentioned before with companies, if once a product takes off and it has a lot of users, trying to retrofit any kind of purpose becomes very hard.
1: So if you want to focus more on digital branding is there a specific approach that that the company has to take to do that
0: so there there are some very tactical things that the companies have to figure out like there are technical considerations that, that people have to think through there are things like accessibility there's things um like how does you know color and typography work and and all of that and those that's, again, a very tactical, functional aspect of, of, of branding. And a lot of companies are still, haven't still figured this out now, even, you know, 25 years after the internet started to become uh, big. So there's a lot of catch-up to do there. But there's also, again, this, this emotional layer, this uh, weaving through all your decision-making. Why do we do the things that we do? Um, so that when people experience your product or your or your brand they they may not be able to articulate it but they should be able to feel it in every interaction that they have so um, i would always uh, you know the question i always go back to is, is when i when I, we work with our clients is why and if if the why is just because it's cool or it's the new thing then that's not really good enough but if it's because uh, it aligns with our values and here's here's how then that becomes an answer that can scale across all aspects of, of the product or the interaction.
1: Yeah, you mentioned a few things um, that are part of, of of branding earlier. Are there specific things from a digital perspective um, that a brand need to have to be successful from a branding perspective?
0: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. There's so when we talk, we we work through branding projects. We always take a, a digital first approach because our clients and most of the world has gone, has gone digital. There is a lot of branding agencies out there that do great work, but their, uh, their lens is still through the, you know, what does it look like on a poster or where's or the t-shirt or the swag or, you know, these these physical objects. Um, and that's how they think through what the brand should look like. And we've even seen brands brands that are that are purely digital where their whole uh, brand packet is you know uh, 80 to 100 pages of um, with no digital assets no digital touch point and when you do that you often end up with something that you can't actually take from this physical world which is much um, placed in uh, under very different rules again same something like color is very different in the physical world than in is in a product world something like uh, illustrations or photography is something that you probably won't be able to use in the same way so there's a lot of, of very different uh, considerations when you take something from the physical world and you put it into the digital as and into the digital that a lot of companies don't consider or don't think through um, so when we work on a branding project again when once we've figured out this core why and we've identified the the core underlying factors uh values and so on we really start to put all our explorations on the the visual uh through the lens of digital so what does it look like in your website what does it look like if you have a product what does it look like in and in, in social or any other other touch point obviously including some physical exp- uh, expressions but even though those are fun and cool, that's honestly most likely maybe one percent of how your customers will interact with you.
1: You know, obviously people can can go out and hire you to help them with their branding slash digital branding. If if companies want to tackle that or start off with themselves, where would you advise Tim to start? Is there is there a specific point they should start their journey in order to to come out in the at the end? successfully
0: yes I think it's not you know it's not that complicated um, uh, obviously I won't want people to hire us but I do think that it's it's also just a question of how you set up the process if if your success metrics are what does it look like uh, on a poster or in a or in a, on a big brand campaign uh, and you and none of your success metrics include, what does it look like on our website? How does that how does that influence this? Or so what does it look like in, in these small touch points on social or in, uh, if you have a digital product, what does it look like there? If that isn't one of your main considerations, then most likely you will fail this test. So anyone that goes through this would just, I would urge them to make sure that there is a core part of the project is focused on these touch points where most of your clients will interact with you, which most likely, again, I mean, this not, does not apply to every company, but most likely, most of those interactions will be digital.
1: Okay. Uh, when you have companies come to you and, and they might have worked on this before themselves or haven't even considered this, where do you see most of the mistakes happen? Or where are the big mistakes they did thinking either about the digital brand and
0: then working on it or, or having not thought about it? It's uh, I'm gonna just keep saying the same thing, but it's it's usually the, the core mistakes that I feel people make is they don't have a clear understanding of what it is or why they do it, what it is they do or why they do it, and then once uh, but that's more sort of a high level. But once it comes into execution, they're they're mostly focused on old types of media, uh, and they're mostly focused on on, on interactions that will be fairly low impact in, in, the, in the brand scheme of things. So those are the two main mistakes that the companies make. And then from there, there's all sorts of, um, uh, of fallout, but the root cause is usually those two things. Yeah.
1: How do you create an emotional connection between people and a brand? I mean, that's, you know, from what you said earlier, that's, that's one of the things you want to achieve, obviously, because, you know, that, that might trigger someone buying your product. Um, so, so how do you go about doing it?
0: I think the sh- the shortest answer is that you don't, and that's the the only the, the only way to create emotional connection is to have some something that you connect with that is in some ways uh, human. So the the really the the emotion uh, that you feel towards a specific brand comes through. The uh, the core values of, of that company. Why do they do the things they do? And I, I keep saying the same thing, but you know, how do they do the things that they do, and why do they do them? And if if that's very very clear to everyone inside the company, then that becomes something that's expressed throughout their brand. And those are a very human emotions and connections um, that people feel, even though they're not. You know, they don't know these people that work inside these companies, but they feel them when they interact with them. Uh, They feel it when they interact with the brand. And that becomes this sort of halo that gets created and ultimately becomes a brand is sort of this shared vision and mission of, of a group of people that come together for a specific purpose. And then you just keep being consistent. Again, same as when you I not like this word, but personal branding, when people are um, branding themselves, it's really about having a very clear idea of who you are and, uh, and then being very, very consistent in your messaging so that when you think about this person or this thing, you have a very particular type of, first of all, emotion that you think about when you think about these people. Uh, but, but also tied with some kind of a, a benefit where well, I'm going to go to these people when I need to do this thing because um, I know that they're very good at it, but I also feel through their brand that they're in it for the right reasons and they're in it for reasons that resonate with me.
1: So so what I what I heard you just said basically is, you know, once you have a clear idea of who you are, that allows you to have kind of a clear communication with which kind of avoids... One day saying A and one day saying saying B as 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 your your goal or your approach, which will confuse your customers at the end of the day. You want to have a clear and a consistent uh, messaging approach or, or, or approach in general to communicate to your target audience.
0: Very much, and I think you see this all the time with with brands when they don't have a very clear why, uh, and and company doesn't understand why they do the things that they do. They will often go into let's and pivots or changes where it completely confuses their their audience, and they don't understand. You know, it's like if your friend all of a sudden uh, just changes personality; that that becomes very disorienting. And so, the strongest brands have, you know, for decades, often built up this very clear why. If you look at you know anything from Nike to Apple, which is sort of a bit cliche but for a reason Um, brands that have a very clearly articulated and expressed view of who they are and and why they do the things that they do Um, and that allows them to keep changing and going into new markets but they do it in a way that feels honest and feels like it's um, to a to a consumer or a person that views these brands you feel like it's not a change in personality it's just like an extension of what they've always been doing
1: Mm -hmm. so before we come to an end uh of this uh, episode um, what i want to know from you is how has branding evolved over the last 20 years has there been any involvement and
0: what will look like in the future i think it's similar to how i've answered some of these other questions i think in at the core it hasn't evolved at the core uh, it's still about these same things. Who who are you and why do you do the things that you do? So in, in that way, it hasn't. But the, the really big change, again, um, going back to what I said before, is how brands are able to interact at a much larger scale than they were before. So you have um, obviously, we have always had big companies, but now you have companies that are over $2 trillion, we're going to have multiple companies potentially over $2 trillion in the not-too-distant future, where it wasn't that long ago when uh, a trillion dollars seemed absurd. So you have the rise of these mega, mega companies, these mega brands that have completely taken over not just in their original market or their local markets, but they've taken over you know, sometimes become known all around the world. And, and with that level of, of impact and scale, um, the way that they operate becomes, becomes very interesting to look at because they have to be able to be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And the way that they do that, the most successful ones, is they identify something that isn't human need, that isn't local, but is global, Um, a a, a human need that goes across every boundary and then they try and serve that in the best possible way that they can. And by having that extreme focus, they are able to become these mega uh, corporations, which in many ways saddens me because I do think that what we're going to move away from is uh, a world of uh, diversity and local markets and local companies to a world of uh, a handful of companies controlling a very large part of the, the global economy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Halle, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance Delivered Podcast and sharing your thoughts on digital branding. If people want to find out more about you, your company, or even need help with their branding, how can they get in touch?
0: Best way is through our website. So a company is called Ueno, which is U-E-N-O. And Ueno.com, um is our website. So that's where you can, you can look at some of our work. You can find all our other digital channels. Uh, you can reach out if you if you want help with anything.
1: Right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time.
0: Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience focused and data driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.